Oh my god, what's up party people? Welcome to this week's episode of Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Andy Nickerson, which stands for Nancy Drew Nickerson. You can find me at that handle on Blue Sky, if you are so inclined. You can also find at Romancing Nancy on Blue Sky. Although I need to start using it more because reasons. Anyway, today's episode is Nancy Drew Files number 38, the final scene, which... Again, like, I'm pretty sure that this is based on a Nancy Drew video game. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That a video game was based on this book. Like, and I'm pretty sure I never played it because some of them I don't have the proper equipment. But anyway, this one... mm, mm, I've got mixed emotions. Um, Although Ned is mentioned. Ned does not appear, but Ned is mentioned. So I'm like, you've, you've cleared the lowest of bars. The cover of this one, Nancy is wearing an extremely oversized pink sweater that I was like, I'd wear that. I would fucking wear that because it's just a generic sweater. She's she's doing good things. I think that she's also wearing like some light colored pants with it. She's also looking like gently pensive. Like she's got her hand up in her mouth and she's like, hmm, like her arm crossed over, which does not match the tone of this book whatsoever. Also, like she never wears this during the book. I don't know why I get weird about this, where I'm like, are you wearing a thing that you actually wear during the book, or not? I don't know. I guess it's because sometimes they do actually seem to give a fuck, and sometimes they do not. So, I guess that's part of it. And the middle ground is this girl who is dressed like she's a waitress, and she's kind of like flirting gently with this dark-haired guy that's standing like right behind her, wearing a blue shirt. He is a dipshit is who he is. I'm trying to, like, figure out who I would fucking fantasy cast as him. He needs to be whoever, whoever will fill this role in your head. He needs to have jet black hair, beautiful green eyes, and also just be a total ass himbo. Just complete himbo, where you're like, I'm not saying you're too stupid to live, but I am saying that, oh my god, some people have definitely had to shepherd you in certain ways during your life so that you would make it this far. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, the premise of this book, there, okay, the, the himbo, whose name is, damn it, Brady, Brody, Brody, shit, anyway, one of those names, I'm probably just gonna call him the fucking himbo, because I'm, I'm incensed with this man, like, oh my, I hate him, I hate him so much, he is, he is not worthy of any of this, like, in, in the worst way. Anyway, um, Himbo has a space movie coming out. He apparently has stumbled into, and I, I can only describe it that way, stumbled into some sort of, like, Star Wars ripoff where he plays a space knight in a white outfit with a laser sword. And I was like, so you're, you're just saying full-ass Star Wars. Just say that he's in, he's in a Star Wars prequel? I don't know. This is 1989, so. Like... The most recent Star Wars movie was, at that point, like, I think that the first published trilogy had ended at that point. So, anyway. They were like, he's in a prequel series. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. He's not in The Phantom Menace. No. Shant. Anyway. So, Hembo, like, is the lead character in this. And everyone's like, oh my god, I love him. Like, they're they're all, they want to get all up on this space cowboy dick. 
And he's having his movie premiere in River Heights because that's where he's from. So Nancy and her friends, Nancy, Bess, and George, went to high school with this dipshit. Um, he was a senior when they were freshmen. So they're like, like we knew of him, and but he was super cool, and now he is a hot movie star. So he's come back to River Heights. He is holding his movie premiere at the this theater, like this old, it's like 100 years old. It used to be just for doing plays, and then it was converted so they could do movies, and now they're going to tear it down and put, like, some something else. I don't think they ever actually say what they're going to put there. I don't think they do. Anyway, um, so they're about to just tear down the building, and so this is, like, the last thing that's going to be held there. Like, the next month, I think, is when they're saying they're going to tear it down. So the girls walk in, and they're like oh my gosh, I can't believe they're going to tear this place down. Like, Bess volunteered as an usher. Like, I, volunteered sounds weird. Like, do you volunteer to... Anyway. Anyway, she was an usher there like two summers ago or something, so she's like vaguely familiar with the building. Um, But the main thing is that she is going to get all up on that space cowboy dick. So she has gone full prom. She is wearing an aqua prom dress with lots of sequins. She looks very glittery and beautiful. Um, she's got some rhinestone clip-on earrings. I guess they're clip-ons because they're too just fucking heavy for her ears. Um, but one of them keeps, like, she keeps fiddling with it. And you're like, that's a Chekhov's earring. Um, she's like, oh, and these shoes are deeply uncomfortable. And, but they look, they make my legs look super hot. And Nancy's like, I think I wouldn't have, I mean, hey, you do you. Because she's going to get up on that dick. Like, oh my God, Bess is going to get up on that dick. The thing is that the book is like, oh, I just want to see if he remembers me. And I'm like, your your actions kind of betrayed this. Because the thing is that, like, apparently there was some sort of, like, teen magazine. Like, oh, he's going to be blah, blah. But it wasn't overt about the fact that he was going to be doing his thing. Like, I don't quite understand what the fuck. Because Bess gets disappointed that all of a sudden, like, the entire place is, like, mobbed with screaming teenagers. Who are deeply into Star Wars? Or just hot himbos? Maybe both. Maybe there's some overlap. There's not a bunch of, like, comic book nerds, so I don't know. Anyway, and again, he went to their local high schools. They're like, oh my god, yes, let me have your children. I know your mom. Um, so anyway, there's all these people out front, and Bess is like, how is he going to notice me? Oh my god, I thought that he was going to see me and, like, fall at my feet, and it was going to get real hot. And Nancy and George, who were like, sweetie, like... They're indulging her weird, ridiculous crush. Like, they, they're both like, yeah, he's hot, but, like, we, we ain't going to get up on that dick. So, it's fine. So, they agree to help Bess get into the theater so that she can, like, try to, you know, maybe get some one-on-one time. I was like, you're going to need a little bit of alone time for yanking off that prom dress. So, um, Bess knows a back way into the theater because she worked there. So, she, like finds this door that's buried in the ground. I was like, this is giving dungeon. This is giving weird torture dungeon vibes, and I'm not here for it. But they get into the building, and apparently the dressing rooms for these stars are in the basement part, so that's why it was appropriate for you to go into the torture dungeon. So anyway, so they're in the torture dungeon slash dressing rooms. Maybe, maybe that's always a Venn diagram overlap that is significant. I do not know. Anyway, they go down there, and Bess is like, oh my god, wish me luck, and they're like, you get up on that space dick, you get up on it, and she's like, thank you, I will, I will get up on that space dick, so she goes into his dressing room, <laughs> she goes into his dressing room, and, um, and Nancy and George are like, let's, let's give her some alone time, like, they, 
they're very much within the context of this book. They're like some some sounds are going to come out of that room that we are not sure we want to be privy to. So oh my god. Anyway, they hear everybody screaming, and then like the stars come down. So the the girl on the cover who is dressed like a waitress. I'm not fucking exaggerating. Is the leading lady of the space cowboy movie, Deidre. Deidre, De- her, and um, she's she's down there with him. They're his manager, I think. No, he's actually their manager. His name is um, Simon, and he's an asshole. Um, so all of them are down there. There's like a bunch of dignitaries. They're like showing the movie, and like the theater's packed, and blah blah. I don't really understand the fucking timeline for this. Okay, I don't. I read it, and I was like, uh huh. So the movie's going on. Hambo comes down to, like, go into his dressing room. And again, Nancy and George are nearby, and they're like, we're just... Whatever. They don't want to interfere with her moment. Slash, jump it up on that space dick. So, um... But all of a sudden, they hear, like, a scuffle, and then, like, Hambo's calling out, and he's like, somebody needs to help! Somebody needs to help! Like... Like you, like you can't get off your ass. Oh my God. I hate him. I hate him. I cannot emphasize how much I hate him. Again, Bess has been in a limo with a soap opera star and she got up on that dick. Like, why are you even? Oh my God. I want her to be like, I have a significant resume of past experiences who are here to give me some kudos. Like, I don't even need to get up on you, space dick. I'm just saying. I'm offering this for free, and you should be appreciative. Anyway. Uh, anyway, so Himbo's like, oh my god! And so Nancy and George run in there, and um, he says, "Some somebody in a mask, like, tried to grab me. Like, tried to grab me by the throat, and I fought him off, and I saw this blonde girl in there with a gag over her mouth, and she was sitting on the couch, and, and she's in trouble. And I was like, you son of a bitch. So the himbo's like, I fought him off. And you're like, but he, he fought him off in that he like backed out into the corridor, leaving blonde girl, Bess, in there with like masked bandit. And he's like, somebody needs to help her. And I'm like, really, really somebody needs to help her. Oh my God. I hate you. So anyway, they all go in the room. There's no one there. And he's like, no, there was somebody here. And Nancy and George are like, yeah, there was somebody here. We know that our friend was here. So I don't know what the fuck happened. And so, like, okay. Again, everybody knows that the theater is about to be, um, like, detonated. Like, it's going to be the end of a horror movie or whatever where, like, everything collapses. Um, But anyway, so everybody knows this. And Joseph, who is, like, this old, like, caretaker slash what... He's, like, the general, like... He is the fan of the fucking opera, okay? He's the fucking fan of the opera. Um, he is, he's like everywhere. He is every man and also every phantom. And so he's every, he's like, I love this place. It's the best. And also like young Bess is here. And I was like, again, Bess has a really old fashioned name, kind of like Ned. And it's cute that you're like young Bess is here. Anyway, who's old Bess? Um, so Joseph comes in and he's like phantom and he's like, there is a secret passage. And I was like, again, giving Phantom of the Opera and always. So he reveals a secret passage. It goes to, he was like, well, you know, it used to be back in the day that like the leading man and the leading lady would occasionally have romances. And so we just like, there's a little sliding hatch. And so they go into the other dressing room. She's not there either. And they were like, fuck. So Bess has been kidnapped. One, two, um, 
they don't they don't know who took her or why. They know that somebody apparently tried to abduct himbo at the same time, but just failed because he's oh god, I hate him. Um. Anyway, so that's what they've got going on. Nancy's like, who could have done this? She's like, did somebody? You know what? What the fuck? Like, why would somebody have grabbed Bess? It didn't. She's like, I don't know of anybody who would have been this mad at her or at like trying to kidnap her to get back at me. Like, so it doesn't feel like she was the target. It feels like she was kind of like she happened into it. They're pretty sure that the target was Himbo, which again tracks. Um, so they're like, who could have done this? Well, first suspect is like, did Himbo get involved with this? Second, his manager, because it's like this sort of like, oh my God, I can't, all this publicity that we're going to get over this, this girl disappearing. But the main thing is like, why the fuck would this happen? Like, why would somebody try to get for ransom for what? And so, um, the movie's going on upstairs. Like, everything is just fucked to hell. Um, but anyway, so I think that after, like, they're searching everywhere. They're trying to go through all the dressing rooms, etc. They don't find any sign of her or anything like that. Um, and then they go up to, like, the main office. And they're like, you know, is what can we do? Should we stop everything? And, of course, the manager's like, fuck, no, we're not stopping anything. We're going to get through this movie, and it's going to be great. Um, but the thing is that, like, while... Like, Joseph has to go back up to the projection room to make sure everything's going okay. I was like, is he not projecting? Anyway. But he comes back down and he's like, I got a call while I was up there. And Nancy's like, oh, what did it say? And Joseph was like, the call said that if the theater is, is, um, if they proceed with the theater destruction, if they proceed with tearing it down, then the girl dies. And Nancy was like, well, okay then. Okay. So, if you were asking yourself the obvious question, who doesn't want the theater torn down? Okay. While they were outside and they were the, all the girls were mobbing the place and before the actual movie started, before Bess decided she was going to crawl up on that space stick and then got kidnapped by presumably some other space stick. Um, the, um, there's a protest that's going on outside the theater. They actually could not read the signs when they were out there. They just saw that somebody was apparently picketing or whatever. And they were like, who the fuck would be picketing this? But the thing is they're picketing the destruction of the theater and the guy who's in charge of it, the, the community organizer is named Nick. So I'm actually fantasy casting the guy who played Ned in the TV show who went by Nick, which, so that makes sense. Also, he's described as having a dark complexion, but he's also being described as from Italy. And I was like, I think that I can still do this. I think it is still okay for me to say that you can be black and from Italy. I think I can do it. Anyway, so there we are. Um, but he is, he said that his father and his grandfather worked on constructing the place. So I guess it's not a hundred years old. I don't know. F- fuck it. But whatever. Anyway, grandpa. His grandpa's still alive though. I don't know how old the, the fucking thing is. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, and Nick is apparently around their age. I'm going to call him Nick. The book refers to him as Nicholas, but it's fine. Um, Nick is like, yes, we don't want them to tear the theater down. We want it to actually be like preserved as a historical landmark. And Nancy's like, that's great. Like, uh, she's like, I'm, I'm basically fine either way. Like I've got a lot of good memories about this place. So I'd be cool with it being like a historical landmark, whatever the fuck. But anyway, um, so Nancy's like, okay, if the, whoever called said that if the building goes down, that the girl dies, like maybe somebody who is protesting the destruction of the building is involved. And I was like, it's an interesting twist on, um, should we like, 
chain ourselves to the building. They're like, no, we'll just fucking abduct somebody and just say, we've hidden her somewhere inside the building. And if you destroy it, you will never know where she is, which is basically what they're told. It's like, she's in the building. She's somewhere in this building. And if you tear down the building, you're going to kill her. So, so there, so there you bitches. Um, Nancy calls the police. She calls Detective Ryan, who first appeared in Nancy Drew Files number 18, Circle of Evil. Um, he's the one who grudgingly came to respect her. There's no, there's no sexy times. There's just like him going, you're a good detective. And you're going, I know, I know I am. Anyway, so they call him out there and they, the police search the entire place from top to bottom and they cannot find her. They have no idea where she is. They're not seeing any sign that she's still there. So they were like, as far as we know, she has been taken from this building. We cannot find any sign of her. So we have to proceed with the idea that she's not here. And Nancy's like, that seems shitty. We've been told that she's here. And the cops are like, unless we get any more clues, like, we can't really do anything. And Nancy's like, again, shitty decision. Again. But, you know, there's not much they can do. So, there's that. George is beside herself. Like, is so upset that she just cannot bear any of this. She is, and again, it's her cousin. Her cousin's been kidnapped. They don't know where she is. And the fucking horrible thing, and I think that the guy's name is like Bart Anderson or whatever, but the developer who has decided he's going to tear it down and build something else there, um, has decided to move up the timeline on the, the destruction of the building. So he's like, I know I said it was going to be in a month. It's going to be in like four days. And they're like, you can't fucking do that. And he's like, watch me, bitch. And the police and Nancy and George are like, go to the police. And they're like, can't you tell me I have to stop? And they were like, we have no proof that she's here. And they keep going around like that, where Nancy's like, she's, everything is saying that she's here. Joseph is like, oh, well, I was searching the, um, the place that she was abducted from, and I found a ski mask that was tucked into the couch. And Nancy and George are like, that wasn't here before. Like, that's weird. Um, I can't remember. I don't think that they find anything in the leading ladies room, but they, I don't think they do. Um, maybe, maybe Bess's earring pops up there. But again, it's like, oh my God, Nancy is trying to talk to everybody that she can possibly think of who might've been involved in this. So she talks to the manager who again, of course, immediately is like, oh my God, a girl has been kidnapped. We're going to have to stay here a few more days and things. And like, also he is trying to make it look like the two, the actor and the actress are having like a romance or whatever the fuck. And so he's like, oh, they're going to go on a date and it's going to be super cute. And also I'm going to offer a reward for any information about the return of this, this cutie who was going to try to jump up on some space stick and got abducted. Um, anyway, oh my God. Anyway, so Nancy's like, okay, first off, you're top of the list because you seem to be a dipshit. Um, second, she's like, I don't, I like Nick, but not, not in a sexy way. The thing about this book, Ned is mentioned exactly once and it's Nancy missing him terribly because she's the only guy that he's, that he is the only guy that Nancy has ever really loved. And I was like, okay, you hit, you hit exactly the right note for me. If Ned cannot be in the book, please understand that he is here in spirit, possibly via Ouija board at all times, and is just giving support from, from away. Bess's parents, I know that you were like, where are they? Why are they not all up in that theater tearing the shit apart? Um, are on a vacation in Africa. And I was like, the optics are bad. Um, 
again, I'd be like, why couldn't they be camping in a remote location like Carson Drew occasionally does? I'm going to go ice fishing in Canada where we don't have phones or whatever the fuck. Anyway, they're, they're in Africa, so they're unreachable. And I was like, again, making it sound like they don't have phones in Africa, which they do in 1989. <sighs> anyway. So that's why they're out of place for the book. Because I was like, that would be a really interesting complicating factor. So it's basically like Nancy and George feel like they have to be the ones to do everything. Carson is like, oh, this is a really bad, let me do whatever I can to help you. But George's parents don't get involved. And again, that's like, presumably, you know, because they're cousins, they're family. And they don't pop up at all in this book. We got enough people. We got enough people happening. So, um... Again, they search everywhere. The cops, the cops the first night are like, you, you need to eat. And Nancy's like, I don't fucking care. Like, she hands George the bag of fast food that the cops have brought. And she's like, here you have it. I don't, I don't fucking care. Um, the problem is that there are so many, like, little secret places, little hidden passages, little everything that, like, Nancy's like, I don't even... Where the fuck should we even start? Like, I don't even know where the fuck we should start here. So, like, Joseph takes him around to some places. Um, he, of course, feels really bad about the destruction of the theater. The problem is that when I started reading this book, I immediately remembered who the bad person was, which actually does happen a lot. But this is one where you don't want that to be true. Um, anyway. So... He's like, yeah, this, this place is, like, a really cool place. And he's like, yeah, it is a really cool place. It's a shame they're going to be tearing it down. Like, and it also sucks they're going to be tearing it down. My friend in here! You sons of bitches! Anyway. Nancy tells her dad, and he's like, yeah, I can't. Um, I mean, nobody likes him, but I don't... There's nothing specifically that I can be like, yeah, he's being a dick about this. So, Nancy's like, again, why does, why does no one give a fuck about my friend? Why is no one, like... We have to find her. Until we find her, we can't tear the place down. Like, and again, that seems reasonable to me. Like, we need to locate this person who might be killed if you tear down the theater. And again, we're weird metaphors. Um, anyway, um, Himbo is like, oh, my, I feel so bad about this. And you're like, then do something. Get up off your ass. And when Nancy's like, is your manager maybe involved? He's like, how could you? He helped me so much. And Nancy's like, is he like banging you? Like, what's going on? You're getting all weird. And Himbo's like, I'm just, he did so much for me. And so when Nancy's talking to Deidre later, she's like, so can you tell me about this manager? Deidre's like, he's a piece of shit, basically. I do not like him. Nancy was like, so you're dating Himbo? And Deidre's like, no, I have a boyfriend back in LA. I get lonely on the road and I'm lonely from my boyfriend. I ain't going to get up on that space dick. So it's fine. <sighs> anyway. Um, I can't remember, like, there... There's a bunch of, like, Nancy having to search the theater and coming up with nothing. Nancy and... Nancy, like, goes to the hotel to talk to them. The hotel that they're staying at is, like, right around the block from the... And when I say they, I mean the stars and the manager. Is right around the block from the theater. And so, she's there and she gets a call from George. And George is like, Nancy, gotta come quick. We found something. So, under the, uh, under the stage in the orchestra pit, there's, like, little practice warm-up rooms for the musicians... And when I say little, I mean, like, fucking tiny. Like a six-by-six six space. And in there, they find... Well, I say they. Um, George and Joseph found a pallet that had been put on the floor and, like, a half-eaten pizza and one of the shoes that Bess had been wearing. And Nancy was like, well... 
And they're like, this proves she's here. And they, they call the cops. And the cops are like, okay, we'll search the place again. They can't find her. And yeah, Joseph was like, well, I'll stay here just in case anything happens. You know, I want to, I want to be here. And they're like, that seems reasonable. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lord. Um, the other thing that happens is that, like, they're, they see somebody. They know that somebody is, like, sneaking around the theater because they'll occasionally see, like, a curtain move or something that shouldn't be happening. Um, so Nancy and George are talking and they notice the curtain move and they're like, oh, I guess we should go home. Bye. And, um, it's like slam a door and then they see the curtain move and then they like, they chase the person up onto the catwalk above the stage. But then the person like unscrews the catwalk while standing on it. Um, this feels sus. And anyway, George is up there. And so Nancy screams. She's like, oh my God, George, you gotta get down. But of course she doesn't get down in time. And then like Nick, who had been like right outside, comes in and he's like, oh my God, let me, let me help. And so he like, I, I could not fucking figure out the logistics of this. It's like the catwalk is still bolted to the wall, but not in the middle. So it's like, like a slide maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so he manages to, like, climb up there and hold her arms so that she doesn't fall so they can get... I don't... I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't under... I often do not understand the logistics of shit. So, anyway, they get down safely, and George is, like, making heart eyes at Nick, and Nancy's like, well, damn it. (laughs) Because she knows that now George is going to be like, he could not have done that. He saved me from the catwalk incident. And, yeah, that's basically how that goes. I mean, George is like, I mean, he could have, but he did save me from that catwalk incident. And also, maybe I'm going to climb up on that dick. I don't know. And Nancy's like, again, my my current climbing up on dick is not here. So, I wish y'all would just put it back in your pants. But, it's fine. So, Nancy's like, we've got a... Also, like, around the... I don't think it's the same night, but it might be. Um, Nancy is talking to Deidre. And Deidre's like, yeah, I just wanted you to know that, like... And I think that also she gets the same information from Brenda or something similar. Um, Brenda finds out that apparently there have been some other, like, publicity stunts in the manager's past. Like, some girl got kidnapped and returned. Or somebody, an actress, like, said she was attacked and it turned out to not be true. And so Nancy's like, okay, that kind of tracks for him that maybe he just did the whole thing as, like, a publicity stunt. Um, And... I think the DJ is like something about the manager. She's, but you know, she basically thinks the manager's a piece of shit. So, so she's talking to Nancy and then like, I think that like at that same time, Joseph is like, well, you're going home soon, right? And Nancy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be going home soon because she doesn't want, Deidre's like, don't tell anybody we're meeting. And Nancy's like, okay. So when they go to meet up on, they, they meet in the backstage area of the, I don't know, everything weird in this book happens to Nancy when she's on stage, like a light falls near her and the catwalk incident. And then when she's, after she talks to Deidre, Deidre's like, well, okay, I got to get back because if I'm gone too long, like my parents will call the manager, like if they try to reach me and they can't, they're going to call my manager because again, we don't have cell phones. Um, so all of a sudden, Nancy hears something, and the huge, like, projector screen, which I'm assuming would have been, I don't know if it would have been retracted or not, but anyway, the frame that holds it, like, basically falls down on her and pins her, and she passes out, because it's real, real bad. So, Nancy responds in the hospital, as you do, 
Um, and her dad's there and he's like, oh my God, are you okay? And she's like, oh, and it's the next morning. This is actually, because dipshit developer is this kind of asshole, this is the the last day that they have. Like, Nancy's like, if we don't find her in the next, like, 12 hour? I don't remember. It's, anyway, it's, we've gone to the 24 little clock in the corner of the screen. Where it's like, oh no, we only have eight hours from, anyway. So, yeah. Um, so Nancy's in the hospital and she's like, her arm was sprained, but not broken. She feels like it was like, she's like, I have a concussion. This is real, real bad. Um, George is there and she's like, yeah, the, um, Deidre turned around, found you, called the cops. Like Nancy was like, I would have been fucking laying there forever. Cause she, she has to be reminded of what she was doing. She's like, oh yeah. Okay. I remember now. Um, so her dad is like, okay, well, you know, now that I know that you're safe and everything, I'm going to go back to work. And so Nancy immediately checks herself out of the hospital <laughs> with George, who was like, your dad's not going to be happy when he hears about this. And, um, but Hannah knows that Nancy came home. She doesn't know that she came home against some medical advice. And so George is like, Hannah's going to get in trouble. And Nancy's like, I'm going to call my dad. So she calls her dad and she's like, Hey, I checked myself out of the hospital. He's like, what the fuck? And Nancy's like, Bess's life is in the balance. Would you have stayed in the hospital if it were me? And Carson's like, son of a bitch. So <laughs> they're, they're such nerds. Um, Hannah's like, I'm going to make you some chicken soup. And Nancy's like, you do that. And then she and George sneak out. Nancy has decided that she needs to do the thing that they should have done a long time ago. And she goes to the town, the place, the record place. And she's like, hey, I need the, the blueprints of the theater. And they're like, yeah, we can't find them. And Nancy's like, is this normal? Like, are y'all just real real bad at your jobs? Or did somebody come take them? And so the lady who was like deeply interested in her nail polish is like, oh, we're so disturbed. Also, I chipped a nail. Nancy's like, okay, did someone check them out recently? And she's like, oh, yeah, somebody did. An older guy. And Nancy's like, okay, that's not super helpful. She is focusing on um, Nick as the culprit for this. So like when she tells George about it, George is like, you know, I can't endorse this because I've got interests in banging that guy. But I mean, this is the sad thing. Like when they're in, this is when they're in hospital still before Nancy's checked her out, herself out against medical advice. Um, Nick actually like comes to the door and he's about to come in to just like check on Nancy and see how she's doing because he's a good person. And she's like, yeah, he, he does have a motive for this. And so he walks in with a box of chocolates for her. And he's like, well, I came to see how you were doing, but I see that you're speculating about whether I would have kidnapped your friend and put her life in danger. And Nancy's like, well, did you? <laughs> and he's like, no, here's some chocolates. And then he like throws them on her bed and walks out. And I was like, that's fair. I have no idea what happens to the chocolates. Um, so anyway, Nancy's like, okay, so he's, he's, he's giving no, he did not immediately confess. So maybe his grandpa's involved, which is one of the things like the night that Bess vanished, Nick was like, I need to call my grandpa. And they're like, why do you need to call your grandpa real quick? And he, he gave some excuse. I don't remember what it was like. I was expecting to hear from him or, I tried to call him earlier today, or he's older and I'm, I need to check out something. The cops were like, well, we need to go with you because the, the girl's missing and we just got to make sure that you're, you know, on the up and up, which he was fine. Like he went out to check on his grandpa. His grandpa was fine. He just wasn't answering the phone or some shit. Anyway, 
So that's one of the reasons that Nancy's like, well, maybe they planned it. I don't know. So they decide to go see the grandpa. Again, an older gentleman took the blueprints. Nancy was like, okay. mm -hmm." So they got to see grandpa. They're like, hey, um, we just have a few questions for you. And he was like, you think I kidnapped her? And Nancy's like, did you? And he's like, no, I did not kidnap your friend. I'm sad that she's missing. I, I worked really hard on that place. I'm sad they're tearing it down. But no, I would not kidnap somebody over this. Nancy looks over and sees a picture of him with Joseph, the Phantom of the Opera, and Grandpa. And she's like, Grandpa, do you think Joseph could have done it? The Phantom. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. He's like, yeah, I think he could have done it. I mean, sure. He loves that place as much as I do, which is a lot. And so... Nancy and George were like, okay, well, we got to go check on Nick because, like, I I can't remember. I think that they want to, like, talk to him one more time just to, con- like, I don't know. The real reason they want to talk to him is to move the plot forward, but it's fine. So they go to his place, and they find that it's been ransacked, and Nancy's like, this is weird. George is like, do you think they were looking for something? And Nancy's like, no, I think that somebody had a really big fight here. Like, this doesn't look like somebody was looking for something. This looks like what somebody would do if they were, like, trying to get away from somebody. So. Shit. I think that, like, Joseph comes in at that point, And he's like, oh, my God, what happened? This, I didn't mean for this to happen. And Nancy's like, what do you mean you didn't mean for this to happen? And Joseph's like, ah. And then he, like, locks himself in Nick's bedroom. And they're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Is there heroin? What is happening? So he, like, Joseph snuck out the window. They go, uh, that like, they have, Nancy's like, get my lock picks. (laughs) Again, she's concussed and has a sprained arm. She even took her fucking splint off. I was like, she's respawned. She's fine now. Anyway, she manages to pick the lock, which, again, feels like it would be extremely painful with a sprained arm. That's me a person who has never picked a lock in her fucking life anyway um so they get out there and they see joseph like hauling ass as he's like going down the fire escape and and just sprinting into the distance and they're like he sure is spry for an old guy looks like a man who could climb a catwalk huh so they're like i think we found our bitch um i think they follow him I think, I don't remember how the fuck this happens. I think that they, oh, shit. I think that what happens is that, like, Nancy and her friends go to the developer's office. Nancy and George go out there. And they're like, look, you have to stop. You have to stop. Like, she's still in that building. We know who did it. Like, we've, but we can't find him. And you have to stop until we find her. You just have to delay it. You just have to. His secretary is like, why don't you go to hell? He is not here. And they're like, we see his car out front. And she's like, he's not here. I don't know. And I'm like, is he getting, is he getting personally serviced by an escort? What is happening? Anyway, so he walks out of his office and gets into his car. And so Nancy and George follow him because they're like, we need to talk to him. We need to tell him to stop this shit. So he goes to a trailer, like at a campsite. And Nancy and George are like, what the fuck? And so they go, like, they go out and, like, peek in the window. And they see Nick, and they're, like, tied up. And so the developer comes in, and he's like, tell me where the girl is, you piece of shit. And he's like, I don't have her. And they were like, son of a bitch, son of a bitch. So they bust in, like, I think that actually, like, George goes and calls the cops or some shit. Um, but anyway, so, like, they, Nancy and George are like, he didn't do this. We know who did this. 
Well, here's the dipshit thing. The developer, like, goes and calls his crew, and he's like, do it now. Just do it now. And they're like, or, like, in the next 15 minutes or some shit. And Nancy and George are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, as though he, it was some sort of, like, I'm call my bluff or something. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move up the thing if you don't tell me where she is. And anyway, it was, he's a dipshit. They're all dipshits. They call the cops. Nick is like, this is real fucked up. Um, but he goes in there to help them. And they go to the theater and they find Joseph, the fan of the opera, who was like, I didn't mean for any of this to happen. And they're like, where is she? Where is she? Like, they actually, like, have to corner his ass because, again, he knows every fucking hiding place in that entire fucking place. So, like, Nick and George go, come from one side and Nancy comes from the other and they finally get him into the projection room. Nancy actually grabs a cassette tape out of the developer's car because he's like, what do you need that for? And she's like, reasons. So... One of the reasons that they thought Joseph could not have been involved is because they thought that he was in the projection booth at the time showing the movie and doing, like, announcements over the PA. Like, apparently that was happening at about the same time that the kidnapping happened, so he couldn't have been responsible for it. So, Nancy walks in and she's like, I've got the tape proving that you, like, you ran the PA as a tape, so that was how, that you that was your alibi. I've got your alibi in my hand. And his eyes dart to, like, the projection case or something. She's like, bingo, bitch! And so she pulls out the actual one. <laughs> and she also, in there, finds the blueprints. And she's like, show me where he is. Show me where you put Bess. Show me where you put Bess. Show me where you put Bess. And so finally, finally, he's like, I didn't make for this to happen. And Nancy's like, you're psychotic. Show me where my fucking friend is, you piece of shit. So... I want to emphasize here that Hembo has been absolutely no help. None. None. No help. Anyway, so Phantom of the Opera shows them where Bess is in. Bess is actually, the theater is so old that it had ice rooms at the top of it. So apparently there's some space between like the attic and the top and the roof. And you would put ice up there to help cool it off. And Nancy was like, what? Because like when when they pointed out, Nick's like, oh yeah, I know where that is. And Nancy's like, they would put ice up there? Did it work? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, that's fair. So, they go up there and they manage to like, find some sort of access to the ice block trench. I don't It seems very strange. And there's Bess and she's okay. And she's still wearing her glittery prom dress, which by this point I'm sure is like, all just janky as hell. Um, so anyway, they pull her out and like, everybody's like crying and everything. And Bess is like, oh my God, they're like, maybe we should take the, the gag out of her mouth. And so like, but yeah, Nancy and George are like, just relieved that they have found their friend, like crying. They're just like, oh, thank God. We were so upset because fucking at this point they had to race back to the theater. And by the time they got there, like the wrecking ball head was about to impact one of the walls. Like, and it does, it actually does impact one of the walls and take it down. And so they're like, Bess is still in there and that could have killed her. It didn't, of course. Um, but yeah, so after that point, um, they're like, oh, well, you know, through negotiations, et cetera, we are actually going to recognize this place as a historic place. So I guess they're going to restore the wall that they destroyed. Anyway. Bess is, of course, feeling much better. Bess has to be taken to the hospital. Bess feels, Bess is like, I mean, other than being tied up for like two days, I'm fine. And I was like, I don't. This does not feel like a thing that you can bounce back from this easily. I'm sorry, honey. I know that you've been kidnapped several thousand times during the course of these books, but oh my God, 
Although technically, as you've been listening along with me, you know that it's not as many as I would have thought, actually. Anyway, so, but has best been mildly inconvenienced by villains often. Um, but anyway, so she's like, I mean, I'm fine. They're just in here for, like, rejuvenation reasons. So Himbo comes in and he's like, I just wanted to see how you were doing. And I was so sorry that this happened to you. And Bess is like, oh my God, hey. And he's like, can I just give you a kiss on the cheek? And Bess is like, hell yeah. So he comes over and kisses her and she's like, being kidnapped was almost worth it. And I was like, that's like the last fucking line of the book. I have feelings. If I were Bess... I would have slapped his himbo face. Oh my God. I would have been like, you piece of shit. I was there with a gag in my mouth sitting on the couch in your office, not for weird, sexy reasons. And then this masked guy comes in, tries to throttle you, and you like haul ass out in the hallway without even being like, you need to give me that girl. What the fuck? This, these are the words that I would have screeched to him. I would not have been waiting for him in a sparkly prom dress, though. So, that's, that is the part where we differ. Am I best? Yes. Am I best when it comes to climbing up on some space dick? Actually, no. So, there is that. Okay, so I will say this. Nancy, at the end of the book, when she's talking to Phantom, she's like, Okay, what? Why did you keep, like, basically trying to murder me? And Joseph is like... I was trying to let you know that there was somebody still in the theater. And Nancy was like, okay, so he's gone. Like, what the fuck? Because apparently he, his thought was that if Nancy kept being attacked at the theater, that she would know that there was a bad guy at the theater. But again, he doesn't see himself as a bad guy. It's just fucked as hell. Like, uh, Joseph kept having to move best around the theater because, again, he knew the theater and he also knew where they were going to be searching. And so he knew all the places that he just wouldn't tell anybody about so that they wouldn't go search there. Um, he also felt bad about her. And I was like, then fucking let her go. Um, best didn't... Best was kept in ways that, like, she wasn't going to know who kidnapped her, um, even though I think that she pretty much figured it out. Um, she was like, he was always really nice to me, like, but he kept giving me pizza because... Like, he didn't want to draw any attention to, like, you know, he didn't want to have, like, extra food delivered, so having a pizza seemed safe, and so she was like, I'm so sick of pizza, and Nancy and George were like, for now, you're gonna like it again soon, it's fine. Um, but, <sighs> I fucking hate, I fucking hate that all of this was for this, like, reprehensible dipshit who... I mean, it's also outlandish. He'd be like, I'm the star of a Sprace trilogy, like, within, what, four years of graduating from high school? Um, I'm like, he must be super cute, but also just dumb as hell. Like, he just, he's, he just seems, he's, he's a coward. He's a fucking coward. I'm, I'm gonna, he's gonna need to just marinate in that. He is a coward. And I hate him. Um, the weird friend of the opera thing, though, like, of course he's not literally the phantom, but... I mean, it kind of works for him, though. He knows where everything is. He has, like, secret hiding places. He's doing weird things. So, yeah. Um, uh, and as always, like, the people who are introduced in this book are never going to appear again. Like, the, the theater is never going to... Because the series is not set up this way, you don't have, like... I don't know... I don't know. The theater is just not going to be a thing. It's not going to be like in four books that Nancy and Bess and George are going to go back there to see a movie. Like, that's just not how this works. 
This made me think about that one book where Nancy had to deliver the ransom and was sitting in the back of the theater watching the silent movie. Anyway, but anyway, it's, yeah. The, The entirety of River Heights becomes different every time you have a new book. But anyway. Yeah, I... I think it's shitty that the cops were like, well, we don't know that she's still here. And I was like, I do understand that that's like probably a decent allocation of resources. But again, it's like, who would have done this? Like, why, why would they have done this, et cetera? And I, it was like an interesting twist on the whole, like not chaining yourself to the door to the theater and refusing to leave. So, so there's that, there's that. On almost other, every other front though, like, I remember, like, mildly disliking this book, and then when I read it again, I was like, yeah. First off, no Ned. Only the, that one tiny mention of Ned, who she misses terribly and then never thinks about again. Um, but also, like, just the sheer feeling of being completely powerless in the face of this, because they're up against somebody who knows the terrain far better than they do, and so there's no, there's no way for them to prevail against him. And honestly, like, they would not have won. They wouldn't have. Um... He kept wanting to feed them clues because he wanted to keep the theater from being demolished. Like, that was his whole point, which, you know, he could have achieved just as well by pretending that Bess was gone. You know, holding her in some alternate location, so. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. Probably the game is more fun. I don't know. It's fine. I think his... I think that in the game his name must be Brady because I seem to remember that in some of the memes on on Tumblr, so... Enjoy. Next time... Oh my god, we're doing The Suspect Next Door. So, as you don't remember, well, most of you, maybe some of you do, um, the River Heights series that happened after this, um was a spinoff of the Nancy Drew Files series, which Nancy Drew only, like, occasionally pops up in, so I've got, like, shit, do I have any? I think I've got a couple. I think I've got a couple of these. I never actually set out to collect them, so I don't really have them. Um, I probably should, though. I probably should finish that collection. Um, it's a bunch of, like, high schoolers at River Heights who, like, Nancy Drew will occasionally be like, oh, hey, there's a thing happening, but it's very much, like, soapy teen room, like, it's it's Sweet Valley High. It's the Nancy Drew version of Sweet Valley High. Um, but anyway, this is the book that sets off that spinoff. But my thing is that it's Nancy and Ned celebrating their anniversary through the entire book. And I was like, I love everything about this. I love that Nancy and Ned are like, maybe we can just keep making out some more. Like, oh my god, yes. This is exactly the shit that I'm here for. This is the content that brings me to this table. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. So, I'm excited about that. The suspect next door. Um, When Nancy gets to defend her neighbor against a murder charge. Love it. Love it for everyone. Love it. Also, there's this guy who I was like, you are coded as catty little gay bitch. But the book is not ready for that. There's <laughs> there's so much interesting. Like, you're coded as gay. I'm, I've got questions. Which could have been the ghostwriter being like, I know that it's 1989 and things are about to get super homophobic up in here, so let me just sneak in some coded language. I don't know. Again, I cannot emphasize this enough. You were like, I know, I know that when um, Bess was banging that soap opera star, you were like, she could do better than this. And I'm like, my thing is that like, let's put him as the bar. Space Cowboy ain't clearing it. Dick, dipshit space 
cowboy ain't clearing it. Oh my God. No. She should be like, I've had better dick than this. You, you need to step up your game in all ways. Like, oh my God. Seriously, if you want to contrast like Bess and dipshit versus Nick saving George from the catwalk incident, I'm like, okay, clearly, clearly the, the community activist is coming out on top here. And maybe, maybe that is something that the ghostwriter is trying to tell us. They're like, Maybe set your sights on a socialist anarchist. Maybe maybe be all up in that. Maybe somebody who's doing some community organizing is going to be a much more viable candidate than some space dipshit. It's a good lesson. I'll, I'll take that lesson. I'll take it. It's fine. So, again, next week. Or I, probably next week. I've been pretty good about doing weekly. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Next time. Nancy and Ned just, oh my god, I'm so much Nancy and Ned, oh my god. Not quite as much as in Nancy Drew Files 99, which I'm super excited to share with you when that, when that point in our life comes, but yes. So, until next time, stay sleuthy, my friends.